0: Hi Sydney, where are you from? Which part I am of all from. The so I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania, but I am living in Pittsburgh right now.
1: <laughs> okay, in terms of the geography, so is it like central, east side? Which one is that from the map? <laughs> I'm oh, where are it. you?
0: Where I'm, are you?
1: I'm I'm from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia
0: okay okay so then you have no idea yeah um, I have no idea <laughs> I mean I've seen the map but <laughs> yeah so it is um do you know where New York City is yeah like New York City. yeah okay yeah, so it's, yeah. I'm on that side I'm like right. the state below it all oh. the way over
1: oh okay okay because California is on the other side right
0: yeah right. yeah
1: New York. okay yes okay so my landmark would be New York and California, that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's why I use New York. So if you kind of just trickle down and over, you're good.
1: All right. Okay, shall we start?
0: Are you good
1: to start? Okay, perfect. Hi, Sydney. Um, My name is Nicolette. I am the creator for that podcast titled, You're Worthless. Read that again. Juxtaposition of Your Very Soul. Uh, First off, I'd like to say thank you very much for agreeing to be on my podcast and for us to discuss and explore some of the experiences that you had before and how this could relate back to the essence of my podcast and i think um this i think this will wrap the whole thing up because when i was reading your profile i was amazed i'm like okay she is definitely i've got to get her on so
0: thank you for your time (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, as soon as I saw, like, what your mission was, I got really excited because I really feel like these types of conversations are needed and getting deeper into our soul and our being and just kind of having the conversations that I think we've all been afraid to have for so long, but it's so needed now, you know? like Yes. I can't even have, like, regular basic conversations anymore. Yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> – I-, I had one guest coming on and it was like – I. Just by the, the,
1: the look of your, uh, the title of your podcast, I know you enjoy deep conversations. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to read a bit of introduction, uh, about yourself to our listeners today. So okay. I, I'm taking this off from PodMatch. So I hope you don't. Yeah. Mind. Yeah. So hi guys, we have Sydney Decker here. Uh, She's a brilliant and passionate Ayurveda health counselor, intuitive healer, and also a light worker. Sydney's journey into the world of Ayurveda and intuitive healing began early in life when she realized her innate ability to perceive and assist others in their healing processes. As an accomplished Ayurveda health counselor, Sydney expertly combines the ancient wisdom of that practice with her intuitive healing gifts. She offers solutions that, addresses, uh, that address only physical well-being, not only physical well-being, but also emotional, mental, and spiritual balance. So Sydney, what was it like growing up as Sydney Decker?
0: <laughs> Gosh, this is such a loaded question. Um, but it's a perfect question because I've been thinking a lot about that, actually. And I was thinking about that today. Of, So when I was growing up, I just remember being so sensitive. And not in like a cry all the time way, but just like noticing things. Like I would just notice and feel everything. And I remember even saying to my, um, she's my great aunt, but my aunt the one time of like I was sitting and I was like, I could almost see like the specs that create our vision. When I was a kid, did you are did you do no, that? Have you I done that?
1: Know. It's like that dust, right? Yes. Like- like, like, like it, like it, like
0: it's under a microscope, but it's like, yes. it's like just flying everywhere. Oh my
1: God. Yes.
0: yes I have it too. Okay, cool. Okay, good. So I was like sitting there one day and I was like, what's all this stuff? Yeah. And she was like, what stuff? She's yeah. like, I don't see it. And,
1: and I, I was never... like,
0: yes. And I was like, well, I see it. I see it everywhere. I'm like, there's all this stuff. Like, how do you not see it? And she was like, there's nothing there. You know, and I just kind of, like, learned that, like, maybe I can see things that other people can't. And I was, like, I could see and feel things, and I was always being told, like, you're wrong. You know, Mm. like, you're being too sensitive, you're being too dramatic, you know, Mm. you're not seeing what you're seeing, you're not picking up what you're picking up. And so that part was a little like off and hard for me because, but I think it was part of my path and my mission to help myself understand and trust my own self, you know, rather than constantly needing the external world to validate me. So growing up as me, I felt I was always very magical. I was very loving. I tried to teach her my own language. I'd grab her face and I would try to teach her my language. And, like, I would write all these, like, spells, and I was always, like, doing stuff with animals, or, like, I had imaginary friends. I was just, like, very, like, internally, like, imaginative and creative. I was writing books and doing different things and just very loving. Like, I just loved everything and everyone. And then I think I want to say around, like, seven, between seven and nine, things got really difficult for me because I was growing up... In a household with a father who struggled with alcoholism and I was very attuned to him. I was very, very attuned to him. Honestly, he was like when I was born who held me first. So I like was very attuned to my dad and I started to get like darker at like 9. I could I remember just kind of like closing down a little bit and just getting a little bit darker and then it really set in around like 13. I got super dark. I was depressed. Um I started like hurting myself, cutting myself. Um just wasn't in a in like slow like slowed down in like how I I want to say showed up in the world. Like I used to be so like giving and loving and then I just closed and I was like hard to be around no one wanted to be around me and I think that for me was the beginning of understanding Mm -hmm. what I was going to be doing because that period from like 13 until my dad died when I was 20 was probably like the darkest time of my life and become more conscious of my spiritual gifts again and I became more conscious of like the love and the care and like how I can help myself and like basically like woke up to my soul, right? Like I just kind of like woke up to the fact of there's just so much more going on here and it woke me up out of my darkness in a way. So I would say I grew up when I was first was born, I was super light, just light filled. Then I got really, really dark. I tried to take myself out of this world a few times. Uh-huh. Um, but then when my father actually did um, take his own life, that's when everything kind of changed for me again, and it would be, it's become a journey of finding my light and getting back to that source within me, so that way I can help other people. Because he showed me what that darkness can do if it's not dealt with properly. I guess is what I would say. Because there, you can heal and you can overcome things. It's just being willing to do that, you know. And some people, I think they don't know that it's possible so that's why I'm going out there and I'm like talking and I'm going on podcasts and I'm helping people because I want to let people know that it doesn't matter how dark it's been that yeah. you can get through it and you can get out of it and it's going to take a little bit of work but yeah. I'm trying to be no, that byproduct. No,
1: I think you're undermining it.
0: It's not a
1: bit of work, Sydney.
0: <laughs> I know, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot. but okay, let's just.
1: Let's get yes. it.
0: it's it's a bit a
1: bit of work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, I don't want to like overwhelm anyone
1: right away. <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking from experience as well, the, the it, it's uh, yeah, it's tough, but yeah, we'll okay. Well, I'm
0: curious to see about you. How long have you been yeah. on this path
1: podcasting? Oh, you mean the spiritual? The uh, spiritual I would path. say spiritual. Okay, so but <laughs> are these speaking of? a two way thing. Okay,
0: yeah, I'm. Oh, because you're a podcast host as well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, for me, you know, I am just curious because you're just like we're similar. There's something there, so I just want to.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I think I would want to um, start with that that speck of dust thing. Like, I don't know if I don't know if if you're experiencing the same thing, but when you like stare into a, an empty space or just anything, you can see those things moving around, right? Is that that's the same thing? And then. I have never actually told. You, I I mean, I might have made some remarks to my my sister, but she was very young at the time, and she wouldn't. Don't think she said, "No, I see it too." But it's okay. So so that that's number one. I think that, so, um, uh, something is different about me. And then, um, and number two, somehow, I don't know. Whenever I see like a sad ending in a place a movie where especially their separation or anything or death had somehow been very affected by it and i would actually put myself in the character's shoes, Mm -hmm. like really try to live it like i think and and i even said to myself i think subconsciously i'd say somehow i would have i would have to undergo that kind of thing when i grow up but I don't know if that's like a spell like me creating that reality because okay what happens um uh so i especially during romantic uh movies right say the there's a divorce or the there's a death so true enough i don't know but i just i don't know i don't i don't know if i'm i want to say i manifested it but i did get through a divorce. yeah gosh and and that, that was the beginning of everything, I would say. So um, I think until 12, uh, no, wait, let me see, 17, I've always wanted to um, leave home because I did not feel attuned with my surroundings. Uh, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. my parents were very loving. But I mm-hmm. somehow said to myself, I have to get away from this environment because I need to find myself I, I don't know what I was finding but it's just that I had to live on my own okay um mm-hmm. but also that's there's also another side to it okay I want to live what what's what does it feel like to live in a city so I come from uh in the the east side of Malaysia so
0: that's like is that <clears> like more the country yeah yeah we have like parallel that. lives because I grew up in <laughs> the country like we're in my country like country country like 500 acres of land and then I had this to get is, away is, I love my family forest. Yes, city, forest nature yes forest nature all those things yes. and then I, I went to the city now I'm in the city and I'm living in the city and it's not like same thing it's not like I didn't I had to get away from my horrible horrible family it's just yes that was too small of an environment I needed to expose myself to other things correct yeah correct. so funny <laughs> And then, I told okay, you because, we have this like thing.
1: Yeah, and then nine. Okay, so so okay, I started start nineteen to. I told myself, okay, nineteen to thirty. This is it. I'm gonna make my mark in the world. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be somebody, and then I don't know, find somebody and settle down by thirty. And I and I, I thought at the time life would end at thirty. <laughs> and right. True enough again 19 to 30 i had gone through uh well i was my main focus was was my my job my career so i got okay i set a goal i want this material things okay fine i got it well at at, at some cost, uh big costs and then in terms of relationship been in two had some here or there but then the second one the one when i said okay i wanted to I asked for like a sign please show me somebody I wanted to send okay. up so yeah okay well there was this is somebody but at the time I thought it was like okay that's it um you I asked and then it's delivered so this must be it oh mm-hmm. so <laughs> by by 30 just before hitting 30 29 I got the thing that I wanted and I got I got married and I got divorced and then when I hit thirty I don't know what, what next. So it's like I lost myself. So that yeah, that actually I started my own I that that's how I started that during twenty twenty and now twenty twenty three. To be honest, this year is the I would say the year that I have just started to stand up again and really be confident speaking out. And that's why I started the podcast.
0: I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> There's a lot I can learn from you too.
1: No, I, there's a lot of learning from you too right now. So, okay, I'm going to ask you, I okay, guess so you were saying uh, you you shared your story about growing up. So can you tell us more about the journey that you mentioned about depression and suicide? I know we touched a bit, but maybe yeah. we can dive deeper.
0: So um, growing up with my depression set in, I want to say shortly after I started my menstrual cycle, I, before I didn't really correlate it at that time, but, um, now knowing what I know and like studying Ayurveda and just learning more about how things work and how the woman body works and yeah. Yeah. So it really set in when I did, because that's also when like your womb space gets really activated as a woman too. And it just like so many different things change. And so it came on around 13. Um, I think it was kind of building for some time and, Uh, so I share this so briefly on like, I'm not going to go deep, 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 deep into it. Um, but I share it briefly on like my podcast, looking back on it now, I also believe that I took on some of my dad's depression, um, Mm. because like I said, I was so plugged into him and I was so sensitive and I'm an empath. Um, I don't know if you know anything about empaths. I'm a highly sensitive person. And I also am, um, if you've ever learned about the human design, I'm a projector. So pro- human design is like something really cool to look at.
1: Manifesting think think. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. You... Yeah. Manifesting yeah.
0: generator. Yeah. I did that. Oh, somewhere. that's great. Like that's <laughs> cool to have both of those because you're, you can manifest and generate. So you have like, you can feel yourself as a projector. I can just plug into people. So I don't have my own center, like, I actually kind of have to create that in order to know who I am, because you put me anywhere, and I can just feel into everything that's going on, it's like, I almost have to, like, bite my instinct to give into the environment, if, you know what I'm saying, like, to, yeah. I have to create this constant boundary, because, like, I'm just so plugged in, that if that person, like, say, a person that I know, and I'm hanging out with, wants, I'm just creating, I don't know, wants hot dogs, and i want ice cream i have i would say hot dogs because i would feel that even though i'd want to say ice cream i would have to like really like push myself to speak up and say like i don't want hot dogs but i would naturally just go in the direction of hot dogs because that's what that person is and i would even think of hot dog even though i don't want hot dog i want (laughs) ice cream because in the back back of my mind there's ice cream so it's like hard to explain that but so at a certain point, um, around like age nine, I remember actually saying to the universe, like my dad was just struggling so much and he was just in a really dark place that I said, like, give me some of his darkness. So I started to kind of like take on some of his stuff. No.
1: I Yeah, I, it was oh not God, good. I, I, Any
0: yes, like I With like that, someone in your family? I mean I'm mean, or just men my... in general. No, I'm just
1: that, <laughs> that... <laughs> No 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 no, no. I mean, in terms of, like, any burdens or any,
0: especially sickness, I said, I'll take it. Let that be
1: my salvation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yep, I know. So, I took that on and that kind of, like, added to my depression. So, 13 to honestly until my dad took his own life i was not good i just was very depressed i hated myself and i don't even mean like didn't like myself i mean like hated myself my inner dialogue to myself was like i would be embarrassed if anyone even heard it to this day like dark intrusive just um i thought i was hideous ugly like i should die like every day i woke up just couldn't some days i couldn't even get out of bed you have to know
1: something when i was looking at your profile my first word to My first word to your
0: profile was,
1: you are so pretty, Sydney. Oh my (laughs) gosh, thank you.
0: Yes, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, it's like, it's been a journey because, but I think I was just feeling the energy. You know what I mean? I couldn't even see myself clearly because I didn't feel good. I just was like this, I feel like I was taking on all the world stuff and, um, I got into an, my first like real relationship was also abusive and it was also the person that I like lost my virginity to which I started to learn a lot about how men and women interact and it's like for men they don't take on as much but women take on all of their energy and we store oh my God, it. Yes. <laughs> So I think some of it I stored from him because he didn't really like himself either. I'm not trying to blame anyone. I'm just saying, like, I just was taking on and I didn't know who I was. So I just was constantly asking for validation from the external world, validation from men, particularly, and boys, because that's what I was taught is, like, the saving grace, the all, be all, knows all type of thing, Mm -hmm. especially in my family. Men are very, like, on top. Like, the hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just realized... And, like, in high school and stuff, I could barely go to school. I had agoraphobia. I couldn't leave my house. I would have anxiety attacks. I had to have a teacher come and teach me. Um, I would have, like, I would pass out. Um, I was hospitalized for, like, two weeks for having a plan and trying to take my own life. And then in college, it got really bad. I ended up, um, I was just going through a lot of stuff. Like I said, I had a lot of my self-worth tied up with boys. And at the time, um, I was dating... I don't even know if it would be dating at that point, but I had this high school boyfriend and me and him were at different colleges. And I found out that he was dating me and another girl at the same time. And it just got really, really intense. And so I tried to take my own life again. And it was in the second time um, of trying to take my own life that I was brought to myself. And by no means am I saying that this is a way to do it. It was just like, I think the universe was like really trying to step in because it wasn't the first time. It was the second time. It was yeah. like okay, we got to we got to get her to wake up a bit. So yeah. at that time I um, had a vision of this counselor and it was a male counselor which is so funny too because I was having all these difficulties with men and he was the most kind, <laughs> caring, loving, nice counselor, but he didn't exist. He wasn't real. So he and me mm-hmm. were sitting there and we were having this conversation. The projection I had of your point. It was I had I was passed out because I had um I'm not gonna say how i like did or anything but i was in the hospital basically sleeping right. when all this right. was happening but i only remember the dream i don't remember how i got there i don't remember any of the things i just remember this dream and me and him were talking about my life and just going deep into my life and like making these connections goosebumps. and la yeah like and laughing and like looking at things and um he was like pointing things out to me like of why uh, like how the bad could be good and to like all these things and it was just really eye-opening. And I remember saying to him in my dream at one point, like, oh, my God, I want to live. Like, thank you so much for coming to talk to me. Like, I want to live. Like, I'm I'm ready to try again. And he was like, okay, great. I'm going to go get you water. Like, I'll be right back. So he steps out. I wake up. So then I'm actually in my um, hospital bed. And my mom's sitting there. And I look over at her. And I'm like, where'd the guy go? And my mom's like, what guy? Yeah. 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 And I'm like, the guy that was talking to me for hours, he said, like, he was going to bring me water. She's like, there's been no guy. I've been the only one here for hours. And then I obviously, like, passed back out. And then it took me a a while to recover, like a week or so. Um, But, yeah, it was just, like, really intense. And I just remember that vision. That's the only thing that sticks with me throughout the whole entire thing. Like, just what he was saying, the feelings that he gave to me. And then afterwards, I got out and I started to noticed like my consciousness was different like I was noticing trying to look for the good I got brought to this book called The Magic I tell everyone on every single podcast it's called The Magic by Rhonda Brin it's a 28 day journey about gratitude so the first thing I did that after I got out of the hospital was I went on this 28 day journey of gratitude and it changed my whole life like it just changed my perspective like I will say that was the turning point for me if I trace it back and I just started to heal, and I started to get better, and I started to feel better. And, I mean, it was still a long time coming because my dad was still alive at that time. So, um, he died, like, a year later. And so, that kind of set me even deeper, but I think I needed that to get me strong enough to handle Yeah, yeah, yeah. when to he did. You. So, that, yeah, basically. Mm. So, that's kind of, like, my dark depression, so... I climbed out of it and then my dad died and then it just kind of took me into grief. You know what I mean? I was not longer Green. deeply depressed yeah. by my own stuff. It was just grief that I, and I had to process his loss and also how he died. And I, I know his struggle, you know, because I was, I've been there too, like with the not wanting to be here and all that stuff. So it just was very interesting how the universe prepared me for being able to handle the deeper part of my journey that I needed.
1: I think um it's just like it's so funny that I'm here and you're there. I mean our circumstances are different, but still the learnings are all the the learnings and the journey are somehow trying to steer us to that direction.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I would love to like see what you are like your journey and stuff. It just yeah, we do. We have like a similar thing. And honestly, this is the first day I've worn my glasses in a long time. I had no idea. I was like, I'm just gonna wear my glasses today just to see if I like like them. And there you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we are we're twinning. Yeah, we're (laughs) twinning. So okay, Uh, this
1: is this is one question. Okay, it's it's yeah, one of the questions that I, I I I take myself. So. Negative self talk can significantly impact self worth, definitely. So now we're moving into some of the advice. Of course, we're going to come back into this. Yeah. this uh, yeah. So, what are the strategies that you know individuals can use to challenge and or and change this destructive
0: patterns? Yeah. So that's a really good question. Um, for me, I would like to say that it's really good to recognize and understand where that started, where that voice started. And is it your voice? Is this my voice or is this something that I've been told or heard or watched on TV or witnessed in the world? So a lot of the world, like this is actually something I was just thinking the other day when I was on a walk, the world hates itself. The world that we live in. So like we're all drops in an ocean and we're all swimming in a toxic ocean of hate. Like the world doesn't feel, doesn't like itself. So a lot of times we have to check in with our own self. We have to check in and ask ourselves, okay, what is the world's feelings about this? And what is my personal feeling about this? Because a lot of the worthlessness that we feel Mm -hmm. is our interaction with society, with our culture, with our family, with our friends, with what it is like. If I was born into a world in which, being bald was, like, the highest thing. I would want to be bald, right? But I'm born into a world where if you bald early, you might as well just go lay down in a cemetery. Like, you're done. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's not a lot of room to be who you are, is what I'm trying to say. There's not a lot of room to have imperfections or to make mistakes. And it, that's where I started to realize okay, a lot of the messages that I was getting like I said, my self-talk was like why are you even here? Like, Why are you breathing? So mm-hmm. I had to start to like look at what is mine and what isn't and so like I said, when I first started I was just loving all the time I just felt love for the world, for everything and it just started to diminish more and more and more the longer I was here, living on the planet weirdly yeah. and then I actually started to see too like As a woman, I think the self-worth, I think there's different journeys with men and women about it, so I can't speak because I'm not a man, so I'm not going to go there, but I, I do know that the woman journey is we're basically worthless anyways in a lot of ways, like based on like culture or programming or just being a woman is like you have to do all these things but the man holds the power, basically, is what I'm saying. So if we want to do anything, we go to the man for the power or um, permission to be but, who we are, or to tell but us. Like, I
1: mean, if you go back, that's the thing. I used to think that way too, but then I go back to. I don't know if you've heard of this or you read of this thing. Is it... when what you give a woman, she'll amplify. If yes. only, yeah. If only you know. The power only a woman grows her power, I think. And 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 ancient civilizations, actually, I would say I like. Okay, I, I started taking, I started reading about history, like, oh, also a part of the spiritual thing. Uh, yeah. Ancient Egypt, women are worshiped, and mm-hmm. we are considered as the warrior and. And and we have a place in society, so Mm -hmm. and I think it's the I would say is it propaganda that of course this is all human construct or made to feel that okay there there must be control and therefore you know man is somehow this is how it's it's capable it's now it's now like this. And mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, um, we are still in that. Of course, again, I come back to being in a simulation and all those things. Uh, but I think the world is waking waking up a bit at this point. But I, mm-hmm. you know, um, the world has been here for about universe thirteen point eight billion years. Mm-hmm. We are just like this. Right? Eighty years, one hundred years, and then we're gonna we're gonna go.
0: Or oh, maybe I better the human being where we're at is only three hundred thousand years. Three hundred thousand oh, yeah. years. Human beings, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, three hundred thousand so- <laughs> versus thirteen point eight billion. There's a lot that could have happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, sorry. Coming back to to what you were saying, like yeah, somehow it's made to understand that men. Is there it's not just yeah as opposed to men are supposed mm-hmm. to be given that that kind of um, uh, importance because I mean in, in Islam there was a bit about that because you're supposed to take care of the women not to oppress them
0: mm-hmm.
1: But of course it's all upside down its abuse so yes yeah. That's just my intermission.
0: (laughs) No, that's good because I, I agree. Like I've done a lot of research on the matriarchy and how women in, um, different time periods have definitely been worshipped and loved and have been the medicine woman of the the village or the town, um, has been the high priestess in so many ways in Egypt and was seen as this oracle, right? Yeah. Coming from where I live in America, you—that's not the case in America. Uh The man rules and rules with. I wanna—I like Boss. iron fist came to my mind. Mm. Just rule doesn't have a lot of compassion. Mm. Is basically like they see that they are the provider of they provide a structure where you live in it, and you, that's congratulations. You get to live in my structure. Yeah, you get to. Yeah, yeah. Where be grateful that. But
1: I take you in. And yes. live under this shelter.
0: Yeah, okay. mm. where that's where a lot of the negative self talk for me came from. It was, and even to this day, like there's just this toxicity in how men and women show up with each other. So I mean, that could go into, but I want to answer your question. Let, let's um, go Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like you just got to look at how you, where you're at. In the world right so like look at what your ancestral lineage is. look at culturally societal take out those three layers. Because and see what the voices and the stories that you've been told about from those areas like what has your mom told you because maybe your mom grew up being very poor and just always struggling. And so she's worried because she doesn't want you to struggle, but she unconsciously puts that on you. So you think, oh, I'm worthless in some way because my mom's struggle and I need to be better than or whatever. And it kind of puts this pressure. And so some things kind of get passed down, you know, in that type of structure. So if you start to like, look at the ways in which the programming and the stories that you get told Yeah. Then you can also start to see like, okay, well, what's my voice now? So you can start to hear the voices around you and start to kind of recognize, okay, well, what's mine? And so that's where it started to work with me. And then I did start to hear like my voice and it wasn't the nicest to me, but I could see why. And that's what helped me to kind of make that shift and that break in that old voice because I started to recognize like okay my dad struggled a lot I kind of took that on I took on how my mom created her coping mechanisms and her defense mechanisms I had to protect myself a lot because I used to hear voices in my head of like you're stupid and you're ugly and you're this but I grew up with a brother you know what I mean like some of that was just him being an annoying brother right and just doing those things but that I was so sensitive that I I took that, and I was like, okay, well, he's older, he must know. He must, he say,
1: he say these things to me, or whoever, that must be true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I can't see, we can't see outside of ourselves, so we take the external world as God, and as our validation, because we can only see through, so when someone outside of us says, like, oh, you look like this, or you're coming across this way, it's like, well, I don't know, so I must be. Yeah. So, then I started to realize, hmm... The external world doesn't know me. The external world only knows what I'm saying. It doesn't know what I'm feeling. It doesn't know. And how many times have I lied? How many times have I told someone like, oh, well," or like this or that, and I didn't mean that? Or how many times did I want to say something that I didn't say something? Because I didn't, because my feelings and I was afraid. I was like, I started to kind of recognize that there's so much more going on inside of me that how can anyone know who I am? And tell me who I am, and, and when how I do
1: tried to boost a- you, based on what they only see externally.
0: Exactly. So that detachment for me is what allowed me to start to create a new, softer voice, and not only that, but going back into my working with my inner child. And mm. so, if you're someone who hasn't sat with your inner child, a lot of that self worth stuff is coming from them and what they didn't get and what they need. So if you start to look and work with them, that inner part of you, that inner child, the voice just naturally starts to shift. So the more that I sat with my inner child and I felt her feelings, the kinder my self-talk got. The more that I let her express her feelings, the more compassionate my self-talk got. So now I'm at a place where Sometimes I'll get the intrusive thoughts, because I think that's part of just my ancestrally. Like, you know, it can get kind of passed down and stuff, yeah. so I have to yeah. notice that. And also my patterning. So for so long, I that was my escape route. Like, you don't feel good today, let's not be here. You, someone hurt your feelings, let's not be here. It was like, I had an extreme, it was zero or a hundred. It wasn't, let's go lay down. It was, let's take you out of this world. Like, so that is less. So now when that comes in, I can say to myself... I love you for trying to protect me, because now I recognize that that's myself like, oh, something bad happened to you? Well, we'll take you right out, don't even worry yeah. about it. We yeah, got yeah, 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 it. Like, we'll take you exactly. right out. Yeah, so yeah. I started to You're see ready? that it was, actually—let's go. Yeah. yeah, it was protection. <laughs> and then I started to see that even the negative can be switched to positive. So when that comes in, I've named oh. it. So I'm like, okay, Bert, buddy, we it's gonna be okay. We're gonna stay, we're gonna try. I appreciate your offer, but I'm just gonna try to stick this out, I love you. And now that's my self-talk. It's like, I love you. It's okay. So it shifts, but I had to sit with a lot of my old feelings. I had to really kind of like take like an audit of what I've been told throughout my life, what I'm going to keep. Yeah. Some of it kind of pushes you. Like, so sometimes I needed to hear certain things about myself, right? In Mm. order to grow. Yes. Yes. So some of the criticism I took as you're right, I need to outgrow this or I need to shift this or change this, but I didn't take it as in it's me. It's my mm-hmm. authority. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, I, I see that about myself. So yeah, I and I don't let, I don't love it. Um, so I'll work with this. So I think to like answer your question is just to start to get it out too. Like look at what the voice is, write it all out. That's a big thing that helped me is like journal it give it time to talk so that way you can mm-hmm. see and then you can take audit because you can see the words in front of you of what's true mm. what have I been told what is mm. just society? Mm-hmm. am I a man or a woman and what have I been I- told about just that role in general? yeah and then what's my truth so it is a it's work it's right
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you gotta like look at it because a lot of times if we have these thoughts and we're trying to like just let it go it just goes to the back of the line and then it waits yeah. its turn to come to the front of line again you yeah. gotta like get it out you gotta like really take a look at it
1: yeah and most of the time people don't want to look at it because they just can't bear to face the the truth you know and it comes and that yes. comes to being authentic I don't know. What are your thoughts yeah. about people being authentic these days? Like, do, do you think they are being authentic, or they're not? They're just living in a facade still. <laughs> um, I, th- <laughs> I, mean, I, I think... can't speak for the world, but just as w- what you observe, I'm Honestly, sure you're a millennial, me... right? Are you a millennial? Or Are you a Gen Z? <laughs>
0: I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, for me, I see a big divide. Mm, yeah, I see that the world is going in two different directions, and there are those who are choosing to understand their authenticity and become their authentic self and share their voice, like, for example, you starting this podcast.
1: and, and I think more and
0: more, <laughs> yeah, and I think more and more people waking up and just going in that direction and just doing that or being more authentic. But two. I do see that there is still a hold on the old, on the fake. Mm. Because, for example, if we look at, and I'm just saying this because they're the biggest ones that come to mind and that most people in the world know them, like the Kardashians. They're (laughs) still clinging on. But they've created their whole kingdom on being fake.
1: Mm.
0: So how are they going to shift that into authenticity is interesting to me right? Because the world's shifting into authenticity and, and, and in general. Like, we're all just kind of moving more in that direction. Yeah. yeah. But there is still a divide, and there still is a clinging to the old, because the old fake world is what still holds power to me. Mm. So it's it's interesting. A lot of people in my life that I know personally are really stepping into their authentic self, but when i see the old structures like when i turn on the news i can see that it's still very much trying to keep us from that
1: yeah i don't i don't read the news for so many years now. oh i don't either
0: <laughs> but when i do it's all don't be your true self and be afraid yeah. and that type of stuff
1: it's it's sad but i am also hopeful i mean if oh yeah like yeah yeah i it does Balance, Mm -hmm. polarity, duality. So I, times when I feel like, ah, what's happening with the world? I mean, you can have days like, okay, go, I'm good, I'm feeling good, I'm coming from a place of love. There are days when you just like that. You can't deny there will be days that you doubt. Oh, for sure. If what you're if what you're doing is gonna amount to something at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. but that faith, I think that's. That is what's gonna carry you through it, I think. And yeah, I think every day I try to wake up and just have that, um, that kind flicker, of like, to start my engine. Okay. Like, I, uh, before when I was, um, I would say not being authentic yet, I, it's like a force. Okay, you have gotta wake up because you need to get this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took it that. It was bad, like, I had to experience burnout, I had to experience everything under the sun because my journey was, yeah, divorce, and then I threw myself to work. And mm-hmm. I thought work is going to save me from facing that grief and face sitting with myself and and process whatever that happened. The mm-hmm. uh, universe said no, 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 and especially was COVID, I had no choice. I cannot travel, but I had to sit with myself in my own apartment. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's when I I looked into tarot, I looked into okay. astrology, I looked yeah. into astronomy, I looked into physics, I looked into quantum. You name it, ancient Egypt or whatever, like the things that I never knew I would touch before. Like those, these things were not important to me. I said, "Uh, oh, this is not important to me." I needed to get somewhere. Like I needed to be somebody in society. This is just. You know it's there, okay, it's good, but then I didn't see it. and that was like I was, I think I was, I think universe humbled me. Big oh,
0: time. it does that. It does oh, that big time.
1: Oh, and oh my god, and to face the universe back and said, okay, I'm really really sorry. I thought that I'm bigger than you. Yeah, you're actually yeah, I'm sorry. So, Let, let's start. <laughs> so
0: yeah, I don't know. I've been was, there. Yeah, I, I was dialoguing with, 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 with the universe. It's like an uh, ant trying to have a fist fight with you, right? Yes. It's yes. like that's you to the universe. It's like the yes. ants trying to like fight you and you're just like, buddy, you're yeah. just crawling I... everywhere. What are you doing? Exactly. Oh, gosh. So. Okay.
1: Um, let's move into Ayurveda. Uh, okay. Because I wanted to, why I wanted to touch about this, and I think it's a miracle that you're an Ayurvedic practitioner. Because my brother-in-law, uh, he's been diagnosed with lymphoma, so this is something that so, so. I think we know. Thank you. Um, uh, we're we're trying to um, try this type of, I wouldn't say medication, but practice. So, can you can, can you tell us like can you, can you share like what is Ayurvedic exactly?
0: So, Ayurveda is basically one of the very first healthcare systems to be practiced by human beings. Like, it's hard to kind of, like, say that, but it is. So, Ayurveda translates to the science Mm -hmm. of life. So, it's the science of how nature works and how we are a part of that nature. So, it's the science of everything and how everything comes together. And basically, it looks at the human body, but also nature in general, from the five elements, air, space, fire, water, and earth, and how these elements combine to create our reality and also our physical body. And so when you look at it through the Ayurveda perspective, like I like to use, for example, an ice cube. So you, the ice cube creates all the elements. So when it first happens, it's just ether. It's just space, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you start to get the little droplets. Then the droplets start to combine. Then that start. that's actually through a heat process like that. That moistness in the air is actually right. created by that, that humidity. Basically, humidity creates that, captures it. Then those molecules start to get together. That's the earth. And then they bind themselves and they create the ice cube. Then that's yeah. the ice cube. So you can see how manifestation happens. And then when the ice cube melts and it goes back, so that's oh, that's, that's Ayurveda. <laughs> that's basically Ayurveda. can
1: lock two things here:
0: <laughs> Ayurveda and manifesting. Yes. Oh my God! Because yeah. it's all connected. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of like the easiest way to like when you think of like, okay, well, how did we form how the elements and whatever like that? Like we're just ice cubes that don't melt, <laughs> literally, <laughs> because we're made out of water as well. So like we're yeah. just and sometimes we do melt. We sweat and different things but so we're basically like if you look at it like that and Ayurveda uses nature to heal nature so it uses quality over quantity so it's the quality of the food that we eat it's the quality of the environment it's the quality of our relationships it's the quality of our life that matters more than how what you're eating like how much you're eating how little you're eating like that type of stuff Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's so, it just gave me permission to be me. And not only does it factor in just like the physical, it factors in consciousness. And so the more that I learned about Ayurveda, the more I learned about myself, and the more I learned about my consciousness, and then the more I learned about the consciousness of the world, and how we're all a part of that consciousness, and that I'm just we're all playing telephone constantly. And I just like, sometimes it goes in one ear, not the other, but we're all connected in our brains, in our overall consciousness. So that was really cool. And that helped me. And then I started to practice Ayurveda. So I started to do the physical oils, like using the oils, because Ayurveda is big on oil. It's Mm -hmm. big on, like I said, quality. And also it's big on emotional health. It's big on mental and emotional health and how we talk to ourselves and the beliefs that we have and the emotions that we carry. And it's big on like cleansing out those pieces like those emotional pieces too because everything starts in the ether so like Mm -hmm. i said when you think is our emotion Mm -hmm. the physical is our body yeah (laughs) so a lot of the things that happen starts first as an emotion and then we take that emotion and then we create a story and then we create something out of that and then that gets stored in our body. So, for example, people that have heart attacks, they're just so closed off to their heart. Like, their heart is actually attacking them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. their own love, their own self-hatred, those, it's just certain emotions. And so, also, if you look at, too, a lot of the world, issues are taking place with, um, for women, it's a lot of, like, ovarian cancer and breast cancer. Yeah. And for men, yeah. it's a lot of prostate cancer. Yeah. Because we are not living in an alignment with our our authentic masculine and authentic feminine that so is. that women hate their bodies because we're told to hate our bodies we men have to hate their size curve yep. yeah yep. and men are taught to even in a weird way they too are victims of the world that we live in in the patriarchal system so they hate their masculinity because it's not true masculinity so it starts to attack their masculinity like yeah. later on that's so you start to kind of look at dis-ease as dis-ease, dis-ease. you know yes. <laughs> you start to yes. look at like what is causing this and the more that I started to look at my issues so whenever something happens besides like if I like got a bruise because I like hit my knee on the door even then I'm kind of like I wonder why I hit my knee on the door but usually it's like, if I, like, just, for example, in August, I had a frozen shoulder. Like, I could barely work. Like, it just was so bad. It's frozen tears. I looked it up. It The emotional meeting means, like, I was feeling yeah. burdened. I was not processing my own feelings. I felt like I was carrying the world on my shoulder. Like, all these things. So, I sat and I forced myself to cry. Not, like, in a, like, mean way, but just, like, sat with it. And I was like, Okay. What's going on here? Like, why am I feeling like I'm carrying the weight of the world, all these things? I cried, I went and got a massage, and it's gone. Like, I'm not just, like, saying that. It, like, it's so, to me, especially with this, because this was an experiment, I didn't do a lot of, like, stuff to it. I wanted to try to, like, see what it was teaching me. Yeah. And, like I said, and now it's gone. So now I, I mean, I still go get get massages, because it's just good to keep up with, like, self-care. Yeah. But, That is like kind of also what Ayurveda taught me. And then Ayurveda is what brought me out of my depression because it started to give me the power to heal myself. I no longer needed to take medication. I had, um, I was putting oils on my body. I was doing sacred self-care. It's called self-abhyanga, which is um, self-oil massage. That it's a big thing in Ayurveda for health. I was doing, um, I used to get like sinus infections and ear infections all the time. And I was doing those drops. And so since 2016, I've not had a ear infection. So it's just like, and even during like the whole COVID, I didn't get sick. Like I just was super healthy because I put oil on my body every single day. Like there's not been for the last since 2016. There's not a day that I literally miss. It's either, it may not be my whole body, but it's definitely like my arms or my legs, like or my belly, like there's oil that goes on my body. Every single day.
1: And you do this by yourself? You do You, yeah. you prefer... They teach you that?
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. so the self abianca is, like, easier. Um, and then I do body work for people, too. So people will come to me, and then I do the oil massage with the herbs. And then we figure out, like, what your mind-body type is. So that's a big thing for Ayurveda is to learn what your mind-body type is and how they correlate and um, what relationship they have and a lot of times it's based on the elements so for example i can only use myself i am a pitta Kapha. so in the elements my <gasps> mind body type is mostly fire water and earth so i, have, I I'm find
1: out about this online or do i yeah you can to...
0: take like a quiz um it's best to meet with an actual practitioner because the practitioner will do a pulse analysis because a really? lot of people who take the quizzes tend to come from their current imbalance state. So we're all born with a blueprint of health. So mm-hmm. at, when we're born, actually at conception, this blueprint yeah. is is created. It's, then we're yeah. born. So we it, that never usually changes. So usually, like, you're born with a, like, for me, I was born with a certain type of oh mind, my, body that, type. I'm so sorry, my cat. <laughs> no, no worries. My, I'm surprised that they're leaving me alone, but they're usually around here. Um <laughs> Honestly, the other day I was doing a podcast interview and my cat literally spilled water all over me and I had to pretend that it didn't happen. It was crazy. I was just like... That, he
1: was meowing and I was like, oh, shit, go down. <laughs>
0: but yeah. yeah. And, that, and they, they don't listen either. They're not like dogs. Like yeah. they just kind of have their own thing. So um, <laughs> So like you, a practitioner will be able to do your pulse and then they'll be able to just go to that deep blueprint. Whereas a lot of times people, not to say that the online quizzes don't help, they do. It's definitely worth... Um, taking but they'll usually kind of put you in your like imbalanced state so I have a lot of clients who will come to me and be like I know I'm a pitta or I know I'm a vata and then we sit down and they're actually and they're like, not yeah, yeah it's their imbalanced state so that's the only like thing that I would tell you is like it might just show what your imbalance is and not what your like real authentic blueprint is but it's not too far off
1: okay Ayurveda I think I, I enjoy getting massages too but it's like not it's like relaxing oil not like the Ayurveda I really want to try that where they Shirodhara
0: what's it called yes
1: it's called Shirodhara yeah that one and
0: yeah I think I'm gonna be transported when I do that oh you do it's like the first time I ever had it done you like can't even control it. There's some people that don't even like it because it just puts you into this state of relaxation. If you're such like a type A, like kind of always like on. Restless. yeah. Yeah, it's like hard for them to relax. But yeah, the first time I ever had it, it does. It just like feels, I, there's not really anything to describe it besides it. Yeah, you'll probably Absolutely. really love it.
1: Yeah, and, and, and sometimes before, I mean right now I, right now I don't have a headache that often. But if I do have that kind of had, I I feel myself getting to feeling like I'm about to have an headache, Then okay, I'll just drop everything. There, there's something you're not doing right here. Drop everything and just. I don't care if it's urgent for work. I'm just gonna, yeah. So that's how I. I think that's how I. I I never I've never gone into therapy in in KL in Asia we're not
0: big enough, but I know it helps Believe you don't I myself I am I actually studying to become a therapist so this really is... yes um, that's cool yeah. I <laughs> think you're probably be, you're going to be good at it oh, well it's like <laughs> being on the path and knowing like when you come from that space and then you decide to help people with it it's not like you just decided at 19 you're going to go to school for this you know what I mean Yeah, it's, yeah so you're really going to be good because you're doing it for you you know what I mean like you're doing it in an authentic way right
1: thank you (laughs) and my dad my dad like he's always big on education he's always okay so growing up he's always said the thing that the conditioning that we had was like okay don't buy that you don't have a lot of money
0: you know that's that's the dialogue (laughs) hush I Him. He's like going crazy in the background yeah, too. It's, it's, yeah, that's
1: Mario. Yeah. Mario? I <laughs> um, love it. Mario, yeah. There's no Luigi, but yeah, that's Mario that takes up both Mario and Luigi. So, um, so in that's why until 17 I told myself, like, before that, growing up, whenever I wanted something, my mom was like, No. You have mm-hmm. to you have to earn that. It's like either by grades or by Buy anything, or you save it up, and that's why, okay, you you can buy it or that. And then I went to the extreme. I like had a pact with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get my own money, when I earn my own money, nobody is gonna stop me from mm-hmm. buying. And that's also wrong because <laughs> you are not controlled. You are again detached from yourself. It's it's all haywire but then I pulled myself out of the environment again uh not again why because I I wanted to try and live on my own trying to find. so to be honest 19 to 30 that was I said to myself okay you can play you can achieve you can do so to be I think I'm I'm only starting right now like I'm back to I wouldn't say I'm back to zero but I definitely maybe zero plus a slightly I better
0: <laughs> Zero plus. Yes. No, a little bit better. <laughs> but honestly, is that not what 19 to 30 is for? To be honest. Like, I mean, I just turned 30 in June. Okay. So looking back on my 20s like everyone seems like it's like the best time of your life i did not know shit like i knew nothing i was trying to figure it out like one i was just trying to get my freedom like you were saying when you're a kid and you're caught up in the whole being told what to do then you're finally out and you're just finally figuring yourself out but then also trying to do it the way that they told you to do it to. It's weird. It's like this weird yeah. layered thing where you're like, I'm independent, but I'm going to do all the things that society tells me I should do, like have the money and the car and the friends yeah. and the guy yeah, and yeah, the this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you realize when you're 29, none of that shit matters. None matters. of that ever mattered. Who did I even date? I kind of wasted my time. I guess I learned a lot about myself through that. So that's fine and great. And I wish them well. And I lost some friends, made some friends. I had like seven different jobs, I like learned what my purpose is, so cool. Now I can actually get started on my real life. Yeah! When so many people put yeah. the 20s is like the best time of your life. It's the best time of your life to fuck up. Fuck up! I'm sorry. Up. Yeah, but that's it. But in a good way, like in yeah, a way that different. it's gonna help you get, cause now like here you are and you're 30 and I'm 30 and now I'm like, I can be serious. Because yeah. and I know who I am because I dated the wrong guys. I did the wrong things. I had different jobs. I, I grasped different things, and so now I can. I feel like I'm actually entering womanhood. I feel like I wasn't, then. I was still figuring it out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh God! I just look at the time. We're already talking for one hour and only ask you like three questions.
0: I know, cause we're so in alignment. It's crazy. <laughs> I definitely wanna invite you
1: again like when you have the time definitely yeah more. <laughs> okay.
0: definitely i would love to i know it is the hour flew by
1: <laughs> okay so yes this uh, this is something because we're talking about ayurveda so i want to ask what are your thoughts about our healthcare system today at least where you are from which is the u.s in the context of having a pill for every mild headache tummy ache etc
0: yeah what so For me, honestly, I found Ayurveda because the pill didn't work for me. Um, Anytime I went to the doctor, I didn't feel seen or heard. I kind of felt like it was this... I wasn't even there. Yeah, Mm. it was transactional, but also, like, they were treating the illness. They weren't helping me. They weren't talking Mm. to me. They were talking to the illness. Right. And the illness is just... Knowing what I know now is just a byproduct of what's going on with me. So I need someone to talk to me, not to talk to the byproduct. You know what I'm saying? Like, I needed someone to get to me, and I I felt that that pill is in the way of getting to me. Because also, another thing that I thought to myself is, why did I get born onto this planet to have to take a pill to be mentally okay? That's freaking weird. Yeah, That's That's the weirdest thing ever that's like right why you know what i'm saying like to me it just kind of didn't make sense so, so i just like we for, are
1: deformed like we're not we're deformed since the day we were born and we have to now rely on medication to function optimally or even yeah get better there must be yep. something more than this
0: exactly yeah and a lot of my clients they come in and they are taking Six different medications, (laughs) but also six different supplements. So they're taking 12 to 15 pills a day day. just to be like, okay. And then they still aren't okay. They still don't feel good. You know what I mean? So I just started to look at that as I don't need a middleman to tell me if I'm okay or not. I'm going to figure that out because I have a human body and my mother grew me in her womb. She wasn't, there was no one going into me when I was a baby feeding me pills to make sure I was growing. I was being grown inside of a human body by a human body. So that tells me that there's a lot more going on here, and there's a lot more of an intelligence here than we even have any idea of. Did you grow my liver? No. No. My mother's womb space grew my liver as I was connected to it by the umbilical cord. So, I mean, I go deep into stuff like that, (gasps) but that's the truth. There was something in there that my fetus grew just by being... Given, nourished. She was eating food. She wasn't, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's the nutrients. It's the cell. When you start to look at cellular health, the cellular Mm. health doesn't need a pill. You know what I mean? The cell just needs to be able to process and work the way that it needs to work. So anyways, to answer your question, I think that it's just another instant gratification. I think that it's another way to bypass time to try to like get us to keep going and doing more.
1: And I don't think
0: that it's, I think that it will help certain people because certain people are born with defects and certain people are, and some people need the medication to get them to a place where they can even start to heal and then the medication can be taken away. So by no means am I, um, an idiot Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it comes to that type of stuff. And also I tell people too, like if I get into a car accident, don't take me to an Arabita health counselor, take me to the emergency room. Yeah. Then let me go talk to the Arabita health counselor. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, too, that the pill makes people lose the responsibility for their own health, because it's like, oh, well, if I get sick, I'll just I have, take a pill. I think, yeah, this is my and, saving grace, yeah. And it's not, because then it takes away the responsibility, and the biggest thing that ever changed my life was taking responsibility for my health, making my own choices about it, bringing it back to me and putting the power in my hands, because now I rarely get sick, because... My health, and I even tell my, I can talk to myself. If I start to feel a little something come on, I talk to myself. I don't, and if I have to take, like, an ibuprofen or something like that, that's, like, very far and few in between. I don't do that. So I think, unfortunately, the over- Reliance. Reliance on yeah. it is the problem.
1: Yeah. So, how would you convince the mass- to consider Ayurveda as part of their lifestyle instead of taking pills?
0: I think that I would ask them, how do you wanna feel in your body? Mm. And I really want that person to really ask themselves that question. How do you wanna feel in your body? And then I want them to ask the pill that question. Is that pill helping you to make feel that way in your body? If the answer is yes, then it's working for you. Because I'm not going to make anyone stop taking a pill. That's not my mission here. But if it's not, why isn't it? And just start asking yourself those questions, because I can't convince anyone to do anything that they don't want to do. But I can encourage people to start asking questions. And when you start asking questions, about your own health and when you start asking those questions about how you want to feel you'll start to have the awareness of is this working for me or not and if it's not then let's try something else and most of the time when you try something else and you go back to yourself and you sit with yourself you start to heal anyways so that's kind of where i would ask is like what i would have people start to ask themselves of is this really working for me or not And on an individual basis, we don't have to shut down the whole entire system. Yeah. It's just really ask yourself that. Is this working for me? How do I feel in my body? If the answer is it's not working and I don't feel good, then try Ayurveda.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful um, way to put it. Trying Ayurveda. I mean, me talking to you, that's like me telling myself as well. It's a calling. that, okay, I've been putting it off to be honest. I wanted to try it for about half a year now uh mm-hmm. i i i stumbled upon it. I'm, I'm i mean i've read about ayurveda but it's just that right now i think this is the time
0: yeah <laughs> it is because none of us feel good in our body that's the whole thing no one's giving us an opportunity no one is sitting when you go to the doctor the doctor's not even looking at you especially in america it's on a computer screen They're turned their backs turned to me most of the time they're type type typing you know, I, I don't have them, like, look me in the eye. They're like, all right, go pick up your prescription. It's like no one's sitting there and asking you. So that's where it's like start to ask yourself that question. You know, that's what's going to shift your health. It's just that question because what you've been doing isn't working. Yeah. And that's what I started to realize. And then once I started to practice Ayurveda, it's not – and that's also another thing I want to let people know, too, because, yes, it did originate in India. You know, it mm-hmm. started in that place That's the birthplace. But Ayurveda is the science of life. It is the science of the human being. It is the science of who you are. And it's going to help you find out who more about who you are. You don't need to start eating traditional Indian dishes. You don't have yeah. to start dressing that way or yeah. adopting that culture even, because those They're... are separate things. It's true. But Ayurveda itself is... The greatest gift ayurveda gave to me was me it taught me my own nature it taught me about my mind it it gave me i've been asking people who am i ayurveda said here let's figure it out and i want to come out with like a book about that of like who am ayurveda and like that's what it's going to be of how ayurveda helped me find myself and i just feel like yeah
1: oh my god this is the impetus (laughs) yes and uh... Yes, and that is actually what I wanted to ask you. Can you tell us a bit about your book, Plenty Your Energy?
0: Key yeah. So, and yeah, so actually, I just hit my Ah, uh-huh, but... you're prepared! Yeah, I okay. it so people can see. Um, so basically, it is. It's a book inspired by Ayurveda. Um, it's also a book inspired by just my spiritual journey in general, and but I use a lot of philosophical Ayurvedic um, and yogic philosophies because Ayurveda is what actually taught me about the 10 bodies and how my physical body is just one body within all of me, and that we have more than just our physical body. We actually have what's called our energy body, and it's our prana, and it's mostly how we, um, prana is our how we engage with our environment through the breath, so you're right. not just bringing in oxygen. You're breathing in everything like feelings this that like whether you're a sensitive person or not if someone you walked into a room and someone just had a really bad argument you can just tell that's what i'm it's invisible but you can just tell energy (laughs) exactly that's my whole book Everything is energy. It's a simple, practical guide. I don't try to give a lot of philosophy. I go right into this is what your energy body is. This is what it looks like when it's clogged, how you'll know, what symptoms are going to show up. And then I give you ways to just start going in and cleansing your energy. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. It's things that you wouldn't even realize. Like, oh, yeah, I'm cleansing my energy. Like going for a walk in nature literally is one of the best ways to cleanse your energy there is. So there's seven ways to cleanse your energy. Um, there's breath work, there's visualizations. I'm, like I said, the start of my journey was gratitude. Gratitude's a big thing in there. Um, and I just kind of guide you through just simple ways that you can start to take your energy into your hands. Because when I start to cleanse my energy, a lot like my intrusive thoughts went down, my negative self-talk went down, um, how I felt in my body changed how I talk to myself, how I show up, how I I can hear my own voice a lot more clearly just by cleansing my energy because I know how I want to feel and I know who I am. So anytime now an energy comes in that isn't, that's not that, yeah, I can tell it's not mine. And so I can, and then also too, it's not to say that like, I'm always like this, like loving thing. It's like, if I'm mad, I know to take myself out of society for a second. And yeah. cleanse, and then yeah. I can start to Come see... Come back to
1: it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's just, I really just wanted people to start to give them permission to, one, like you said, recognize that energy is everywhere, and it's in everything, and it's the base of the building blocks of everything. It's our nucleus. Our nucleus is literally just a big black hole of just potential energy. That's yeah. what a nucleus is. Yeah. So it's like, it just made sense. So that's why I... We're in a healing and, era as the world, and, so we need to cleanse our energy. And we have seven trillions of nucleus in our body. Like, imagine if you
1: change one, change seven trillions of it. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, he's he's there. No, I thought he was gonna. He wanted to be so on. cute. He's got like a personality. I will just say
1: Oh that. yeah. Everybody comes into this house and be like, no, you know, this is. No, they say when the cat portrays the mirror, the owner. So my sister always tells me, like, you can never have another cat. It's Mario it's you. You you are Mario. So <laughs> I, mean, I beg to differ, but yeah, she he, he can be he can be an ass. So that means I I can be an ass sometimes. But at least I'm aware
0: about it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. (laughs) That's the key. Just knowing who who we are doesn't mean that we have to be this wonderful person. It means like, yeah, I can be a dick sometimes or I can do that sometimes. And knowing that and being able to walk away of like, say someone says something and you're like, I know what I'm going to say back and I shouldn't. I'm going to walk away. Like it just helps. (laughs) it helps even more. Like, if you know you're a dick, it's going to make yeah. it easier for you. Yeah. <laughs> like...
1: yes, yes. You don't have to,
0: yeah, you don't have to fake
1: it or you don't have to put on a mask. And they say, yeah, I'm... But I do sometimes when I'm driving and I'm like, yeah. Before, okay, part of my spiritual journey, I think the initial part of it, I was like, I was trying to be holy and then the other. And yep. then I I found it, no, you no, that's, that's, again, you're not facing your truth. So just yep. say the things whatever you want but then let go don't associate yourself with it just let go feel it let go and then move on but that doesn't mean that you're you're less of what you were before or you're less of what that you have achieved in terms of your spiritual development now so yes yes
0: <laughs> that's exactly what i tell myself
1: I have this question what's your heart's greatest
0: wish My heart's greatest wish is for people to know themselves. The whole entire world is just to know yourself and not through anything else than your... Not the ego self. First, yes. (laughs) The soul self. To know who you are beyond everything that you were told you were. That is my heart's greatest wish. Because that's when the whole entire world is going to shift. Is when we can remember who we are before the world told us who we were. That's my greatest wish. I could cry right now like it's actually real. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because then we'll stop (laughs) being mean to each other. We'll stop being mean. We'll stop hurting the world. We'll stop pollution. We'll stop so many things because we won't want to.
1: Yeah.
0: We're only abusing the world because we abuse ourselves oh
1: yes yes because it starts from us and it projects out right so
0: imagine like for example and this will be the i know we're getting kind of like going in deep but (laughs) just the thing that i help people recognize that is like if you're angry right and Mm -hmm. you are coming from that angered place and you kick your dog that's what the whole entire world's doing waking up angry kicking the dog you're trying to get that out, but you're getting it out onto something that is coming right back to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like how we feel is what's being projected out. Like you just said, and Mm -hmm. if we change and we know our truth, Mm -hmm. we won't have to kick the dog, you know, like we won't have to abuse anything because we are now coming from that loving place. The more loving I get, the stronger my boundaries get, the more loving I, But I can give so much grace to people, and I can give so much passion and compassion to people, and I can sit and empathize with people, and I can hold deep space for people to be seen it's, and heard yeah. because yeah. I do that for myself. And I've seen how when you sit in front of someone and you give them the space to be seen and heard, that is the only medicine we need. Yeah. And then I'm not me. That's I like don't the purpose, right? My daughter. Yeah. At, at that moment, That flickering moment would be like, oh, so this is why I'm alive. Yes. Just like this conversation. Like, it's helping me be more seen in my life, too. Like, anytime I connect with someone who's similar, it makes me feel like, this is why I woke up today. You know, I only needed to talk to you. I didn't need to go out and talk to anyone else and get, like, $500 million and have, like, 50,000 followers and, you know what I mean? It's just like, when you really connect, that's what we're looking for.
1: Oh. I, I I wish I could hug you right now. I know. <laughs> Virtual hug. <laughs> um okay, so do you have a
0: mantra that you live by? I it's hard to say. Um I do have like an actual mantra that I live by, which is a yogic mantra and it is and I say it when I work on clients all the time. Um it's Rama Dasa Sa Se So Hung. And I just say it to myself all the time, and basically it's one of the most healing chants um, that's ever been created. And it's actually a mantra, so if you look it up and you start to look more into it, and it says, So Hung," And I used to chant it all the time, and it just has stuck with me. And I think the essence and the energy around that is like, heal yourself, heal the world. And so I think that I just constantly keep that energy of like healing myself. It's like the Rama Dasa is the healing of me, the Sase So Hung is sending that out into the world. And I'm not. That's just my take on my me utilizing that mantra. Um, it is a Kundalini yoga mantra, but that's like an actual mantra. Um, wow! Yeah, that's
1: like a, an actual mantra. Like, like the yeah, Sanskrit, right? That's Sanskrit. Sanskrit, yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then um, I think the other one that's just coming to my mind is like "live and let live." You know, like let people live their life and you live yours, and just allow you know, just allow yourself and allow others. There's not one size fits all. There's not one way of doing things. And I have to constantly tell myself that like how I'm doing this is how I'm doing this and how another person's going to do it is going to be different, but it doesn't mean it's right or it's wrong. And that has given me so much freedom too, is just to show up in my life and just to let people show up in their life. And that's when peace happens. You know, when you stop the control and you stop that fight and you stop that power struggle to me is, like, if I see someone doing something, I'm, like, get a little judgy. I'm, like, live, let live, right? Mm. Like, I just, Mm. I walk off. Yeah. Unless, like, obviously they're hurting or breaking or being, like, then I'm, like, "Mm, cops, right? Call them or something. (laughs) But that, I'm, even then, I'm just kind of, like, that's your choice, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's your choice that you're making. And whether it's good or bad, that's your choice, and at the core of it, being authentic itself. Yeah.
1: Yes. So what keeps you up at night?
0: Do you sleep well? <laughs> I mean, there's bills. <laughs> um, same, same. The overwhelming <laughs> fear of terror of paying all this stuff all the time. Um... Because it just gets more and more, I think, that that's kind of a little outrageous how that's gone. Okay. But to be, like, in a deep way, um, well, that also kind of shows our worth, right, as a world mm-hmm. in a lot of ways of, like, yeah. that to me speaks a lot about that. So, because I know almost everyone is feeling that in some way, like, this pressure, because everything, especially since COVID, throughout the whole entire world, is yeah. just, like, in, it's a lot. Like, it's just... What used to be five dollars is fifty dollars. It's not yeah. even like uh-huh. ten. It's not didn't even double. It like freaking yeah, tripled. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, but other yeah, than nothing. that, what keeps me up at night is how do I put into words the masculine keeps me up at night, and I mean that in a way of I just want men and women to start having a different conversation with each other. And I want us to start to really see each other and have compassion because we're a lot alike as human beings than we realize. And that it's, we've been letting each other down both on both sides because we have these, these extreme ideas of what the other one should look like. And act, yeah. And I think that if we, had a different conversation with each other, and we became more authentic, right? And we became more real, and women were able to hear each other. I think so many things would change, and so that's kind of what keeps me up at night is, will we ever hear each other? Can we have compassion for each other? And that's, I'm like getting emotional, because it's like my wish, because I just feel like at the base of a lot of our struggles is the struggle that we have with relying on each other and trusting each other to make this world what it is rather than this power struggle. So that keeps me up at night. I felt that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So last question. If you could have a quote right now for you to leave the audience listening into the world as your legacy, what would it be? What is it? If you could have slash create a quote right now for you to leave yeah the audience right now listening and the world as your legacy what
0: would it be this is a good one um (laughs) that's how i close my session (laughs) i know that's a good one A quote. I love quotes too, so this is like my brain's freaking out. It's yeah, like, like
1: which one? Am I yeah, exactly. Am I gonna- but also,
0: I want to be authentic. I don't want to use someone else's words. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think it would be cleanse your energy. Wow. I think that would oh. be my legacy, like in a in a serious, general way of like, get to know you, cleanse out all that other shit that doesn't matter. Like, just be with you, and that's why you came here to experience that. So I think if there was a legacy that I was walking out, I was going through the gates and I had to say one last thing, I'd look back and I'd just tell everyone, cleanse your energy, cleanse your energy. (laughs) It's helped. It's, it's what's helped me. And I do it every day. And I just, when people come in and that's the whole thing about Ayurveda, even Panchakarma, it's cleansing, it's cleansing, it's cleansing. It's getting that stuff out. So yeah, if I was walking out, I was going through the pearly gates. Yes. I would yes. look back and just say cleanse your energy. Cleanse your energy world. Yeah. <laughs> Microph. Okay, I don't yes. want to Yeah. <laughs> and if you it need help. help, the book's on Amazon.
1: Okay, <laughs> yes, yes. That's my uh, yeah, before we go, so the books are in Amazon. Yeah,
0: the cleanse I, your energy I, books on Amazon. Yep.
1: Okay. Okay. So um once this air, um, I will be putting that into caption. Okay. And thank you very much Sydney for your time. this I I think I think somehow we're soulmates in fast five definitely. I just Oh my god, we're somehow I know like
0: before. Yeah. Yeah, was, we both eat, we have our glasses. We have like the little bit of red in our yeah, hair and like we're <laughs> just I'm like looking at you and it's like you're it's like a reflection of me. It's like yeah, really kind was, of interesting like, to be honest. Did, yeah. Like when when we were
1: talking, right? It I was imagining that's the like, same. I I imagine myself talking like that too. It was like a deja vu. It
0: was like Yeah. Dang. I know. No, so we'll I... have to be friends. We're friends now.
1: <laughs> yeah, we definitely are. Yeah. Already. Already.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I feel it.
1: Okay, so I wanna ask you, I didn't see your social media. Do you have Instagram? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna clip some of this. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take some clips out and I'm gonna post it. So I normally tag the collaborators. So yeah. I don't know. Do you have?
0: Yeah, so my um, business is Interelement Wellness. It's at Interelement Wellness for Instagram. Okay. And then um, my personal Instagram is Sidarella. So it's S Y D D E R E L L A. So it's kind of like Cinderella, but it's Siderella. Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so maybe Okay. Maybe you could drop me a message through Podbatch in a bit. Yeah,
1: yes. Or, yeah, yeah, okay, so that I don't I don't mess it up. And
0: you're okay, <laughs> and then you're I can also oh, just you're, ma- are, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um my my Instagram it's oh well hang on. Let's see. Yeah, my Instagram is yourworthy underscore wait, your word your Underscore worthy underscore podcast. So that's mine. Your worthy. Y-O-U-R-E underscore wor- worthy underscore underscore podcast.
0: Awesome. I just started following you from my personal one, so. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Are we hopping off? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you All so right. much, Sydney. Thank you yeah. for having me. And if you ever want me to come back or anything, and I'm sure I'll just keep in touch.
1: Yes. You have a good day,
0: Sydney. You too. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.